Welcome to Color Me Green, a podcast focused on making the world a greener place. I hope everyone's doing well. I want to apologize for being gone for so long. The last year started off really great. I had so many plans and ideas, and then the worst day of my life so far happened, and I lost my cat, Morai. I know I've mentioned her here quite a few times. She had a heart failure that I didn't know about, and she died on February 7th. I'm still not over it, and never will be, and she loved sitting on my lap while I recorded these episodes. So, not having her here is going to make this a first and very hard episode to record, but I have written down so many new and interesting topics that I want to learn about and share, so if I'm ever going to start, now seems like as good a time as any. So with that being said, today's episode, we are back and discussing something I found on Google one day, which I can save for the majority of these episodes. Can bamboo save the world? I know we've discussed bamboo as a resource that is definitely a better alternative to wood and many other materials, so let's dive into the ins and outs of bamboo and if it's really as amazing as it's hyped up to be. There are about 1,400 species of bamboo which are distributed in tropical and subtropical to mild temperate regions, most of which are located in East and Southeast Asia and on islands in the Indian and Pacific Oceans. There are even a few species native to the southern United States where they form along riverbanks and in marshy areas. Bamboo are typically fast-growing, with some species growing as much as a foot a day, which is insane to think about. I would honestly love to see a time-lapse of that. I should probably Google that. They have woody ringed stems known as calms, which are typically hollow between the rings or nodes and grow in branching clusters from a thick rhizome or underground stem. These bamboo calms can attain heights from four to six inches to more than 130 feet at their highest. Most bamboos flower and produce seeds only after 12 to 120 years of growth and only once in their lifetime. These seeds are used for a variety of purposes, as well as their stems and leaves. While there are many different ways these can be used, depending on the region they are harvested, we are going to focus on their environmental uses and impacts. First, it's important to know how bamboo is grown so we can understand the planting and harvesting process. One of the most impressive things to note is that when a bamboo calm is cut off, It regrows naturally from the root system, and because of this, there is no replanting required after harvesting. Due to there being no need to replant, the soil at the base and roots is untouched, which allows ecosystems to form and thrive, which assists with soil health. Soil health is very beneficial in areas such as Southeast Asia, which is one of the native bamboo locations because the soil being held together protects areas affected by monsoons and heavy rainfall from landslides and soil erosion. Additionally, bamboo also doesn't require much water and can adapt in a range of environments, making it easy to plant, grow, and harvest. Along with this, bamboo also doesn't need any pesticides or chemicals to grow, since the plant naturally protects itself from bacteria, fungi, and other pests. 
So far we've learned that not only does bamboo regrow its own limbs pretty much, it's also fully self-sustainable and so far seems pretty sustainable for the earth in the matters of gardens or landscaping. So one thing I always ask myself when reading about bamboo is if bamboo is so sustainable, why don't we plant more bamboo instead of planting trees? Bamboo can grow and be ready for harvest within one to five years while trees need decades. So let's compare the two and see which helps the planet more. When we talk about planting trees and the benefits of forests, we think of the way they handle greenhouse gases. Believe it or not, bamboo has these capabilities as well. Now I'm going to include some math I did because I couldn't find the same statistics for each. So if anything is wrong, please don't come at me. We all know by now that math is not my strong suit and I'm literally just trying here. I doubt I'm completely off, but don't take anything I say about math as a scientific fact. A fully grown bamboo tree can produce about 660 pounds of oxygen each year, which I believe is about 300 tons per acre per year, having roughly a thousand plants in an acre. And it absorbs approximately 60 tons of carbon dioxide per acre per year. The plant then stores that carbon in its roots and above ground biomass. A fully grown tree, on the other hand, can produce roughly 260 pounds of oxygen a year, depending on the kind of tree and the age. And according to a UC Davis study and a USDA study, California forests range from 165 to 170 trees per acre, which would equal to 19.5 tons of oxygen per acre. According to One Tree Planted, a great organization by the way, Planted forests can remove between 4.5 and 40.07 tons of CO2 per year per acre during the first 20 years of tree growth. That means a single tree can absorb about 22 pounds. Again, this all depends on the location and the type of tree. So now that we know what happens, we are going to get into how it happens. First, we have carbon sequestering, which refers to the process that happens in conjunction with photosynthesis. Similar to all plants, bamboo takes in sunlight, water, and carbon dioxide and turns it into vital nutrition and releases oxygen. Carbon remains as a byproduct of this and gets stored or sequestered in the roots of plants and trees. Next, we have a carbon sink, which refers to the carbon stored inside the plant's biomass. Carbon sinks are crucial to the Earth's ecosystem and for keeping the atmosphere level. This two-part process starts when plants and trees absorb carbon from the atmosphere and then they store that carbon in their roots and biomass. Every time a tree is cut down, a little more carbon is released from the sink and into the atmosphere. So now think about the deforestation, which I want to talk about in a completely other episode. When forests are being cut down or burned down, we're not only losing trees, which act as the planet's lungs, but there are also enormous amounts of carbon being released from under the forests. Now with bamboo, because bamboo doesn't die and just regrows, after being harvested, it doesn't release its carbon sink the same way a tree does after it's cut down. This fact alone should be convincing enough to encourage using bamboo in construction as a more sustainable and greener alternative to trees. So now may be the fun part of the episode. We're going to discuss what exactly bamboo can be made into once it's harvested. And I'm just going to tell you, it's everything. 
Let's start big here with houses and flooring. Certain bamboo species are almost as strong as steel and have almost twice the compression ratio of concrete. Countries all over the world have been using bamboo to build homes for centuries. Even modern hotels, schools, homes, and even some bridges can be found made with bamboo. The plant is extremely lightweight and has high elasticity, which makes its use ideal in areas with hurricanes, earthquakes, and typhoons. It can even absorb the impacts of earthquakes and high winds better than concrete and steel, which are both more rigid and less flexible. You've definitely probably heard of bamboo flooring, which is a popular alternative to regular wood. It's perfect for kitchens, living rooms, and bedrooms due to its ability to resist scratches and damage more easily. It's also tough enough to use in commercial areas and is more cost-effective than traditional hardwood floors. Now just a little list of the bamboo items for inside of homes. Most of these things are probably things you already know can be made with bamboo. Such as toilet paper, which I've tried and love. It's soft, septic safe, and biodegradable. It also requires fewer resources to make, making it more eco-friendly compared to traditional toilet paper. Next we have diapers, which I had no idea that these existed, but I'm definitely going to try them out when I have kids. These are made to absorb and store twice the amount of liquid that a regular diaper would. They are also chemical-free, protecting your baby from any harm, rashes, irritation, or allergies. And what really interests me is things made out of bamboo fabrics like sheets and towels. They're said to be very absorbent and soft, as well as hypoallergenic and free of chemicals. Then there's objects most of us know of, like toothbrushes, straws, chopping boards, plates, bowls, cutlery, cups, and hairbrushes, and so many other things. Now, one thing I don't think I knew was that you can actually eat bamboo, and that it is actually good for you. Bamboo shoots are a popular ingredient in Asian cuisine. They're not only perfect for enhancing flavor and texture, but they're also highly nutritious. Due to their high protein, carbohydrates, vitamin, fiber, and mineral content, as well as their low fat content, bamboo shoots are considered one of the healthiest foods. Some of their benefits include bamboo hearts, which are rich in the B-complex group of vitamins. Bamboo shoots compose excellent levels of potassium. 100 grams of fresh shoot holds 533 milligrams or 11% of daily required levels of potassium. Bamboo may reduce cholesterol levels due to the soluble fiber found in the bamboo shoots. Soluble fiber absorbs water in the gut and has been linked to decreased cholesterol levels. Bamboo promotes gut health as the shoots are a great source of fiber with 2 grams in each 1 cup serving. And last, bamboo may also support weight loss as it's a low-carb vegetable. 100 grams of fresh cane contains just 27 calories. Raw bamboo shoots do contain toxins, which are also found in other foods, so please remember to boil or cook to help destroy the toxins before consumption. If you would like to grow your own bamboo at home, here are a few tips. Pick the right species for your location. Running bamboo grows fast, while clumping bamboo only grows at a rate of between 1 to 4 inches in diameter per year. Check to see which species you want and then confirm it can be grown in your climate. Some bamboo may not survive in areas that get below a certain temperature. Next, pick the right location. Plant your bamboo in full to partial sunlight. Prepare the dirt by adding a little all-purpose garden soil to increase nutrients. 
Remember that bamboo thrives in humid, moist environments, so make sure you water your bamboo regularly, especially if you live in a drier climate or area with little rain. You can grow your bamboo in a large container to keep it from spreading, but make sure to water it more often since the roots can dry out much faster when planted in a pot or other container. And then make sure to also remove any dead leaves or dead bamboo canes by pruning your plant every so often. Before I end this episode, I want to do a little debrief of the sustainability aspects of bamboo and why it's a more eco-friendly choice compared to alternatives. Bamboo is pest resistant. Because it's easy to grow and extremely tough, it rarely suffers from pest-related diseases. They save water. Growing bamboo requires little to no irrigation, which saves on water. They produce 30 to 35% more oxygen than an equivalent strand of trees. Bamboo plants spread out underground to form a dense network that helps work as an effective soil erosion inhibitor. It grows in various environments, making it more easily accessible to people over larger areas without the need for excess transportation or manufacturing. And last, bamboo has a lower environmental impact in processing. Turning bamboo into fiber for fabrics and other materials has a much lower environmental impact than other types of fibers, particularly synthetic fibers like polyester or rayon, which require petroleum to produce. Growing bamboo to make fabrics is even better than cultivating cotton, which requires the use of pesticides, large amounts of water, and machinery to harvest. Because of its sustainable properties, it's easy to understand why bamboo is such an important material. From construction materials to linens and cutlery, bamboo offers a vast range of applications. So look for ways you can incorporate bamboo into your life to make a positive environmental impact. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Color Me Green. New episodes come out on Wednesdays, and hopefully each one has something you can take away and learn from. If you want to request a certain topic to discuss, please feel free to message me on the show's Instagram at Color Me Green Podcast, linked in the show notes. If you love today's episode, please make sure to leave a review and let others know what you think of the show. One of the best ways to help change the world is to share this episode with a friend and let them also learn what they can do to live more sustainably. Always remember to reduce, reuse, recycle, and live green.